Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. All right, we're here with Walt and Peggy Plum, and uh, we are so excited to be here and to have, well, we get the killer view of Neff's Canyon for the Neff's Canyon Ward podcast. <laughs> I ought to take a picture right here for the, uh, the, the podcast uh, episode. It'd be good. It's beautiful. But uh, so good. Thanks for having us tonight. And we just wanted uh, to get to know you a little bit better. And, and Peggy, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell the ward a little bit about where you're from and, and uh, stuff like that? Well, I'm a local girl, so I was born and raised here in Salt Lake, and uh, I went to Dilworth Elementary and Clayton Junior High, and I'm a Highland Ram. Oh, Ram. Yes, and then the University of Utah. Uh, yeah, so I was born and raised here. I didn't go very many places. I had a great mom and dad. They... My dad always said you can never spoil a thoroughbred, and so I grew up in a treasured household. They just loved me to death, just loved me to death. I have an older sister and an older brother as well, and we all had our prime spots in the family, and uh, I just, I, I had an idyllic childhood. It was magical, and I probably should have turned out a lot better than I did because of my upbringing and my wonderful parents. But um, that that's my beginning. What was your maiden name? Sontag. That's what I thought. Yeah. Sontag. Yeah, Sontag. Your, your father was a, wasn't he a mission president more than once? He was a mission president uh, seven? Six times. Six times. Six times. Uh, and, uh, but not all full term. Okay. He was kind of a Minuteman uh, mission president. He served a couple full-time. Then he was a temple president. And uh, he, uh, then he trained temple presidents. And he did a, n a number of things. But he ended up being a general authority for the uh, 70. Oh, wow. So he was one of those, four, those first five-year uh, term limit guys, Hello. I guess you'd call it. But um, were you on one of the missions with him? No, no, mm. I was already married. My mm. um, he was called. My parents were called oh, when no, they no. were about I already, I already about did. fifty-five yeah. to serve in the New Zealand Christchurch yep. New Zealand mission, and I was all, all we were all married, mm. so none of us went with him. But um, but anyway, of course, we had great memories, and we always got to go see him. They served in Tahiti and in Australia. And um, Washington, D.C., Connecticut, and uh, Temple Square. And uh, they were mission, they were served in the Portland Temple. But anyway, after he came home from his first mission, they pretty much served the church full time. They didn't, he didn't do anything else until he died. And, and, um, so we, you know, we were the recipients of lots of stories and good blessings and yeah. got to go a lot of places to see these wonderful people, the Philippines, you know, so lots of fun places. Oh, that is awesome. Wow. Yeah. Six different. Wow. Yeah. I had to imagine. 
That's that's fantastic. So so what did you uh, what did you study at the U? I was in probably uh, finding a husband. That's probably <laughs> what that was my era. It really was. It really was. We went to school to to get married, but I did uh, I I did uh, study child development. Okay. So. Anyway, I met Wald up there my very first semester or so quarter. So the plan worked. The plan worked. He just barely come home from his mission, and our first date was in November, and we were engaged by February and married by April. Wow! And wow. Um, I was a young bride, but uh, it's been an adventure, and I kind of we grew up together, I guess. Did Brother Sante give you a pretty good interview? Absolutely. <laughs> he yeah, loved absolutely. him. My dad loved him. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Wow. Um, yeah. Walt, what about you? Where, so, so where were you born and raised? In Hammond, Indiana. Indiana. Uh, a suburb of Chicago. No. Moved out here when we were 16. I was 16. Okay. Mom and dad, all, all of us became Mormons. Seven, five kids uh, and both parents all joined. Ooh. Missionaries knocked on the door. How did that now happen? We were in Mill Creek Canyon camping forest ranger came by and asked us to leave because you can't overnight camp in mill creek canyon yeah and uh, my mother asked him to stay uh, a day and the next day he brought over a book of mormon she started to read it and that was it <coughs> so that was when you were how old 16. So you were here no. on vacation, or you'd already moved over? No, my my we were we were uh, my dad had a job offer in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He didn't like the Albuquerque, New Mexico, and so he came up to Salt Lake because a neighbor recommended it. And the rest, we'd never been here before. Mm. Wow! So you had one of those beautiful ceremonies in the temple with all the family in white and all being sealed together. In, in the baptismal font. We had we were baptized on a temple square. Yeah, but event, after that, you were all sealed together, your family. You and your uh, family. I don't no. think that, no, I don't think that happened. <laughs> that didn't happen. That's the short, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. That happened Great later. family, but they didn't make it that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so then, Great so you're 16, you get baptized. And so which high school are you going to? Skyline. Oh, you're. Opening, opening year at Skyline. Wow. It's 1962. So you you got to get an old brick as they tear down the <laughs> skyline. Yeah. Your school's going wow. away. That's amazing. <laughs> so your original skyline, was were, were you here in the cove? Or? We were right below the cove on um, Canyon Rim. It's okay. a Canyon Rim area. Yep. Ma was... Mahoney and I were in the same high school class. Uh, in, Young Mont. Uh, Young Mont Mahoney. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you age really well. <laughs> I could tell you were wondering yeah. about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've never met you. Uh, so. uh, <laughs> I only met the World War II, Mont. <laughs> Not only that, we were buddies. Yeah, we were buddies. Yeah. Well, that's mm -hmm. great. So, so then you're, you're going to Skyline and you decide to go to, to Utah? University of Utah? Yep. Yes. What are you studying there? Counting. Counting major. Okay. Graduated. Uh, I was admitted into law school without graduating. I, I only went three years. Mm -hmm. And then went to the Utah uh, 
Law School and then New York uh, Law School for a master's in tax. But after a year in college, you went on a mission. Yeah, first year I went. Okay, yeah, so went you go to wait. So you get in law school at New York, like that's a prestigious law school, right? New York University. But I was I was there. You get a master's degree in taxation. Okay. So. Okay. So then you're off on a mission to where? Before. No, before I went to Alaska Canadian mission. Okay. When I was 19. And then went to uh, Utah, Utah Law School, and then New York Law School. Mm -hmm. So you did it all in the right order, then. Yep. <laughs> Perfect order. I went with him. Nice. So we took three little kids back to New York. We packed up a Volkswagen bus, and on the top we had cribs and playpins and high chairs. We looked like the grapes of wrath, and then we just trudged on back. And we. How long were you there in New York? One a year. year. For uh, it was we lived on 110th and Broadway. Oh wow! Yeah, that was probably a fun experience, or not. <laughs> no, you can't see it her was. Face, it but. was amazing because it really, uh, probably not so much for Walt because he'd been on a mission and everything. But as you can imagine, I was very tied to my parents and my family. Sure. And it helped me cut apron strings and. Yeah. So it, it was a good thing, it, and it was exciting. It was exciting. I remember being in that city and being so homesick, and I woke up one morning, and somebody, this something said to me, you stupid girl, you've lived in the most excite, one of the most exciting cities in the world, yeah. and you're crying. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Get exploring, you know, yeah. doing things. But we had three little babies, two and a half and under, so it was a little harder that way, but... Uh, that's a full-time job. But it was, so. a, it was a great experience. Wow. So what... Uh, <laughs> you know, in the old days, we could work our way through school. So I worked my way all the way through. No student loans, just worked my way through school. Yeah. Very, wow. uh, that's the, if you can do that, boy, that sure helps, doesn't it? Did you practice with Orrin Hatch then right out of law school? No, I went with a, 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 <clears throat> a larger firm in Salt Lake. Mm. Then I met Orrin after one year... And I, the next day I went in, after I talked to Orrin and he invited me to go with him, I quit my job mm. after one year and went with Orrin. We had a firm, Hatch and Plum. Mm -hmm. Wow. He mm. was a bishop in the, uh, in the stake over here. In, yeah, uh, just across. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he, was, you, he was 39 and I was 27. So you talked him into running for... No. Public office? I didn't want him to run for office. I wanted him to run for office for our publicity for the firm. Sure. But <laughs> but I didn't want him to win, you know. So. <laughs> and boy, did he win and keep he on was, winning. Orrin was one of the top trial lawyers in Salt Lake City. Was he, he? was He was like, yeah. I mean, while we were together, I think he tried like 30 cases. So what kind everything. of law were you specializing in? <clears throat> I was a business guy. He was a trial lawyer. Okay. Mm. Okay. During one of his campaigns, he lived next door to us in oh, Stan Ferris's house. He lived in Stan's house? Mm-hmm. Stan, I don't know where Stan was, but uh, Orrin, Orrin and his yeah. family moved in next door during a campaign. Huh. How's Orrin doing nowadays? He's, uh, he's got real health problems. Does he? He has macular degeneration. He's actually gone blind. Mm. Mm. It's too bad. The last thing we did, uh, just... Actually, 
three months ago was got the federal courthouse named after Orrin. So it's now the Orrin G. Hatch Federal Courthouse. As it should be. Mm -hmm. As it should be. Yep. That's fantastic. He's a dedicated servant of the people, that's for sure. There is no doubt. One of my favorites. Yeah. I met him at a BYU football game in uh, at Boston <laughs> College and sat next to him just coincidentally. Mm. Just the nicest man. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know me from Adam, but treated me so well. What a good guy. Yeah. An unbelievably charismatic personality. Yeah. When as a young guy, we had two secretaries that worked for us that didn't. Uh, excuse me. One wanted. No. One one secretary would not take pay. She just liked being down to the office. So did he forgive you for being a Utah fan? <laughs> Are you a Utah fan? Yeah. <laughs> We were in business. We we love business. Both of us love business, and sports didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So then you decided. At what point did you go off? In because you stopped practicing law and did other things, right? Tell After Warren ran for the Senate, I went with another law firm. Uh, actually, where Tom Bennett and our state presidency was in. Oh, okay. And then after about a year, maybe a two, it was just too boring without Warren. So I start doing real estate and that's been how many years now it's been uh, 45 years wow mm -hmm. well, real estate's gone up a little bit in that time <laughs> that's wish I would have held it, wish so, I it. Held it. <laughs> <laughs> so Peggy how many kids grandkids tell us about that we have uh, nine children seven girls two boys Okay. And then we have, uh, I felt almost sheepish with Brother Frederick here. So <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We have, uh, we have 27 grandkids. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. 17 grandsons, so. That's fantastic. Yeah, so the, the rest the are granddaughters. So the plum name is going to carry on strong. Yeah, we're grateful. we got a couple of boys that have a slew of boys. That's great. Yep. I love that. Yep. So, um, why don't we, uh, I mean, you've told us a little bit about your spiritual journey, but Peggy, you know, what, tell us about your conversion to the gospel and like when you knew that you were all in and, and, and how that testimony was built over the years. I was always all in. Were you? I can't think of a time when I wasn't. Honestly, my, my dad used to say, used to take me to all of his church assignments in his pocket and I just was raised so much with such firm parents that had such a, an unfailing faith that um, that was probably the greatest gift they gave us, my, my siblings and myself, is, is faith and to trust, you know. It's not like everything was always perfect. And, and, but anyway, I, I've, I've always been in. I've always felt like I was like, I mean, not to, it's a, I don't mean to be uppity when I say uh, Peter, but when Peter said, well, where would I go? Where would I go? What would I do when the Lord says, will you leave me too? And he says, where will I go? And I just can't think of any alternative that would ever even, even be good to compare with the gospel. So I've always been all in, you know, it's been a great strength and, um, comfort to me my whole life. I haven't doubted. 
uh, questioned, you know. There are things that I have to put on the shelf like everybody else, but, um, you know, but the core basic things I know. So yeah. that's my conversion. How, how did you help your children with that? I mean, well, we tried to do all the things that we were asked to do. You know, we, we were the diligent family home evening scripture, you know, and, and encouraged them in lots of ways. And, uh, right when we started to get teenagers, I memorized this little poem, you know, that when, when things were, uh, a little bit testy as all families have when you sure. have teenagers, you know, and it's that uh, it's that hymn, "Know Every Soul Is Free," you know. Yeah. And so I used to say that a lot sometimes because <laughs> our children are really close. We have eight and nine and a half years, and wow. then wow. and then we waited a couple of years and had this last little one. And so, um, but. Um, that 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 was we did you know we taught them taught them correct principles, and then you know they've been able to choose themselves and and they're good people they are such good good adults and we are very proud of them. That's a very diverse family. Yeah. But uh, they have, uh, you know, we're we're really proud and we're really excited for our son Walter and his serve his new call and. Yeah, isn't you know, he? Uh, he's he's a bishop or has been a bishop. Mission president. He's now a mission president. He's going to be a called. mission president in in July, and so he takes a young family over there. And okay, so we're this is for the him. same Walt that went to East High School. They graduated in. I think we we went to this. I, this is the same Walter yeah. that held a sign when he walked across the stage that said, "Thanks, Mom." For helping me graduate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to East together. Because I had to give, he had these terrible citizenship marks, and I had to give blood to, in order to get those citizenship marks. Removed. His high school was spent at Snowbird. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed winter. like, wasn't he into soccer too? Hockey. Hockey. Hockey, that's right. Hockey. Yeah, yeah he's a hockey. But we're proud of but we're proud of all our kids. That's just the So he's getting we don't know you he probably doesn't know where he's going yet. He's going to Peru. Oh Peru. Yep, yep. Oh, but fantastic. all of our kids that's I probably shouldn't even have mentioned him, but he's just the one that we're praying for. We'll learn his family can learn the language, you know. Yeah. But they're all great kids, and they do good things. And That's fantastic. I'm very blessed to have So had here's them. a question for you. For, for those that are raising teenagers right now in the ward, they're listening to this. When yeah. one of your kids as a teenager came to you and said something like, I don't want to go to church today, or I'm not going to church, or I'm not going to seminary, because, <laughs> you know, I'm dealing with this now. Um, sure. What, how did you handle this? Let's have Walt ask, answer that question. <laughs> I don't think we ever had one. <laughs> no, it was all, it all depended on the kid, right? Yeah. What you could get over them. <laughs> yeah. I think bottom line is honestly, you know, you do everything that you can do. You really do. And they know that and they can, they can kick against the pricks or do whatever, but you know, I just can remember we used to look at them and say, we're not going away. 
we're here. We're here for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And so too bad, you know, you might think you're getting rid of us, but you're not. We're always going to be on your tail and just love them. That's, there comes a point, like our kids are like 50. You know, we have some kids that are 50, and that's old. So I figure my job's over, my for the most part, but I just have to love them now. Peggy, and they'll figure never, it out. It's never over till it's over. You know no, that. I know. that They hear enough from me, but basically it's just love them. You know? But it is a challenge. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. We've sort of come to that same conclusion. Yeah. Just love them. And yeah. That's probably what will draw them in more than anything else. Yeah. Brother Fredericks, I feel like I've lived an unfulfilled life because I wanted to sell cars. <laughs> I wanted to be a car dealer like boss here. <laughs> I felt there's a hole. There's just a hole. <laughs> I, think, I think you and I are blood brothers somewhere, Walt. <laughs> I think we're both pretty good salesmen. <laughs> so, Walt, let's turn to you and your spiritual journey. Obviously, you know, it's a little bit different than, than others because you weren't raised in the church. Tell us about uh, how you came to know what you know about the gospel and its truthfulness. <clears throat> Definitely the mission. First mission, Alaskan Canadian. No, unbelievable for kids. Yeah. You know, 2,000 miles of mission, and uh, you're, you're, a, you're a long ways away from the mission home, and no, it's just, yeah. that was it for me. Yeah, that was that was an opener for you, wasn't it? An opener and a closer all at the same time. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. So well, so in here. the old in the old days, you gave so many more lessons. Like, we gave like forty five lessons a week. Yeah. Forty. I mean, it was nonstop. You you were just. And I think things have changed a little. I know they have because I've talked to other guys that have been in the same mission. But in the old days, it was, you couldn't almost keep up with it. Well, no matter where they sent you, Walt, you'd have been doing that. Well, in Alaska, pretty well everybody did the same mm -hmm. thing. It was a great place for kids to be. Yeah. So was that uh, Alaska? I mean, is that, was that, what part of Alaska were you spending your time in? Pardon? What part of Alaska were uh, you in? Mainly Anchorage. Anchorage. Yep. So. Where you have the long days and the, and the short nights and vice versa? Another beautiful place is Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, yeah. Spectacular setting mm. there. Yeah. Ski resort up the road, and uh, you're on the beach in the summer. Mm. They had a sun serve there. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Did you? That's cool. That's beautiful. So then, uh, so any, any trials of your faith, or you just, uh, after that mission, you were all in, and... Obviously, with a strong wife in the gospel, you probably didn't have much choice after that. I've been really lucky to have a lot of kid callings just all the way through. You know, teachers, priests, uh, and then the young adults for 16 years at the university or in other areas. Yeah. No, I love the, I love the whole young adult. In fact, on most, like with young adults, I, I couldn't wait for Sundays or Tuesday nights or Thursday nights or the athletic thing or the weddings or the, it was just totally, completely fun hmm. and enjoyable. I've never really had any yeah. like 
questions or anything. It was just it's when it's there when it, when you feel it, it's there, and that's that's it, you know. Mm. So why don't you tell us about your uh, your next mission that you did together? Oh, it's cool. The uh, well, we our next two, one was uh, New York, more. New yeah. York, New York, yeah. New York, upstate New York, Palmyra, Rochester, Buffalo, for three years. Yeah. So you go back to New York this time as a mission. No, not this is well, upstate New York. We're not in the city. We're yeah, we're, but it's still New York. Yeah, it's still New York, <laughs> but it's a <laughs> way <laughs> different part of New York. Buffalo's yeah. way different than New York yeah. City. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think of those Buffalo Bills that play in that weather up there. Oh yeah. my goodness, how yeah. do they recruit anybody to go there? You know. Yeah. Other than money. A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Peggy, it's, tell it's us a, about that experience. How was it? What you, how long ago was it? What years? It's been 20-something years. 2001 to 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. A long time ago. So. Well, it was, it was, for me, it was, it was amazing. We, you know, we had a lot of, we were just in that age where we had a lot of kids doing things here. We had a son on a mission. We had them get married. You know, we had a daughter we left behind. And so it, it was crazy, but we loved it. You know, I mean, it was really fun. And, and you know, there's yeah, nothing. Was the pageant a big part of the mission? Mm -mm. It wasn't a big part of the missions, but it was it was sure fun to have it there. Mm -hmm. You know, LDS, a lot of general authorities come because of yeah. Palmyra and yeah. the yeah. temple. Mm -hmm. A lot of general authorities coming in and out. And but we weren't in charge of it. Yeah. There was a time when the mission was, but we were not. Yeah. We, the, all the sites that they had a separate uh, director, we mm -hmm. were over, but uh, he was actually one of my law partners. Mm -hmm. A guy named Dick Fox. But, um, yeah, the, the, the mission, it was fun because, you know, I mean, it added a lot to have the pageant there and everything like that, but... You know, every mission president has their horror stories for sure, yeah. as you know. And yeah. you, we can all get together and try to top one or the other. But <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, and and it. Uh, but we had great missionaries, and he was out tracting every day with them. He was, they, he was the tracting mission president. And I'm a, door, I'm a door to door guy. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. um, and you have a small and I went mission, with him. So. Small mission, you could get around, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. we didn't really have. Yeah, any, geography wise, it was. Yeah. It was doable. We could make it in one night. You know, we could get home. We didn't always, but but yeah. we could. And it was a beautiful area. We had Niagara Falls, and you know, it was well in the fall. You know how gorgeous the east is mm -hmm. in the fall, and no, it was uh, and at call. What could you get that was better than to have the sacred site? Yeah. You know, if you're ever feeling alone or whatever, God, you just, I just get in my car and, and buzz Ooh. up to Sacred Grove. Who called you? You know? Who called you on that one? Elder Faust. Faust. President Faust. President Faust did. Mm -hmm. He yeah. called us too. Did he? Yeah. How did that, how was that day? Well, the one thing I remember is Walt saying, we'll learn a language. I'll, you can send us anywhere. I'll learn a language. And he said, Brother Plum, we'll send you where we want to send you. You don't have to worry about learning a language. <laughs> Brother Plum all of a sudden realized he wasn't in charge. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been, it's been a good life. <laughs>
Who set you apart? Uh, Elders oh. Wick. Ooh. He was he's our good friend and somebody else sent me apart, but Elders Wick. Or was it was it President Faust that sent you apart and Usually Elders Wick an sent apostle. me away? No, I think it was the other way around. Elders mm -hmm. Wick sent me apart. <clears throat> Impressive. My mother was the secretary of the Democratic Party for years and years and ran a bunch of uh, political campaigns. And Elder Faust was the uh, chairman of the Democratic Party. Oh, really? It's a party. close. Yeah. Interesting. In Utah. Well. But Elder Eyring, he, uh, he interviewed us. Another thing that makes a mission good is uh, counselors. And we had great mission counselors. A, a guy named Richard Richards that was the... Uh, chairman of the National uh, Republican Party mm. out of Ogden. And we had a uh, professor that uh, memorized the entire Book of Mormon. No way. So these were in New York. So yes. This but is they were local there. Pardon? Were they locals there? One was local. R Richard Richards was on a mission uh, okay. there, and I called him as a counselor. Okay. Yeah. Dick Richards. Mm. So what, uh, what, what, what did you learn on, on as a mission president? What I mean, is there anything that just sticks out as something that you learned while you were serving in that capacity? It's been a while, but the 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 big lesson is that, and Elder Brother Fredericks would say the same thing: you treat the kids just like your own. There's no difference, you know. Mm-hmm. I tried to make every kid have a leadership position over the three years. I think there was only two that didn't have one. And they were both uh, death uh, missionaries. They didn't speak or they had to hear. Yeah, they had to hear, didn't they? <laughs> no, they used sign language. They, where, oh, yes, right. They used where sign language. Where we were in our mission. Uh, we, several of them that couldn't Rochester speak or hear. is a big, a, a big, uh, there's a big center for hearing. Yeah. And okay. deaf back there, and so there was a whole community in that area, and that's where these missionaries, that's where they worked. Oh. You know, that's where they proselyted is in the in the deaf community, and it is a community. Yeah, it's a whole unique community. Yeah, I'm sure that brings a whole special spirit to the. They were great. As well. yeah. yeah, they were good. What elders. about you, Peggy? Was there anything that, that sticks out from that service as a mission president in your mind of what you learned? Well, it's kind of the same things. Those kids become your kids, you yeah. know, yeah. and you're so worried about them. I probably know all of their first names because, as uh, you know, you know they're the. I was the nurse, the mission nurse, and definitely there are so many experiences that really strengthen your testimony where you know that the Lord is watching over those missionaries. And there are so many times when, not so many, but a few times when I was directly guided to seek medical attention for missionaries that could have died or had severe problems. You know, we one of our counselors was a retired pediatrician as well. And he was very, very helpful, but but uh, he respected my opinions, and of course I respected his, mm. and so we were able to to help a lot of missionaries. And we had a number of them live with us in our home, if they had a a, a physical uh, 
ailment or, or something that was serious, they were recovering from surgeries, or um, if they had some mental problems sure. that they were going through, and, and Walt would be really good to take him to the gym and do all these things to keep him going. And another thing that we had that was wonderful is we had the Joseph Smith Farm. And so we had missionaries that needed how to just have physical labor as well. And so some of them had service assignments there. But I think one of the greatest things that uh, Walt did for them is he taught them how to work. Mm. And a lot of young people do not know how to work. Mm -hmm. And they learned how to be tired in the Lord. You know, that it's, it's with work comes happiness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You'll find a lot of depression with people that are not that are being idle, right? So mm -hmm. I love that. You know, you gotta you gotta stay anxiously engaged. You gotta stay busy, and good things happen. You feel good about yourself, no matter what it is, right? Yep. Well, it's unusual. We didn't have to send anybody home for three years. You know, they all. That's amazing. Yeah, That's I mean, really we amazing, and not that we didn't assign a few to the Joseph Smith Farm for a while. Sure. But, they made it, you know. So well, that's, you know, that's quite that the accomplishment. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we had one that I had left. 19, I had a couple that left. Not 18 year olds then. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's different. It was different. Yeah, there's no doubt. So you mentioned that there was, a, is there another mission experience as well after that? We have a couple. Okay. We went to, we were called to go to Iraq, uh, Kurdistan. We went there for a year. Oh, fantastic. That was really super fun. Tell yeah. us about what that looked like. I mean, uh, we were the first missionaries in Iraq. Wow! But it was humanitarian. We couldn't really sure. proselyte, but uh, uh, it was just a great experience. And was yeah. this still? Was this after Saddam? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But ISIS was there. Kurds are Kurds are in the north, and Saddam tried to do, exterminate them the Kurds. Yeah. From so time were you with time. the Kurds? Pardon? Mm -hmm. Were you with the Kurds? We were with the Kurds. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I had some Kurds that work with me, so oh, great! I learned yeah. to love that. They've gone people. all over the world. Yeah, you know. Mm. So no, it's a great area, super area. So how so long were you there? One year. One year. Yep. Humanitarian. Well, I went, the no, church, I'll take though. it back. I went back for a while. They, the church, uh, Elder Holland asked me to. Uh, we were trying to get the church registered there too, and but the ISIS came in and. Uh, 2014 and just created havoc everywhere, right? They took over the biggest, uh, one of the biggest cities, Mosul, which used to be Nineveh in mm -hmm. the Bible. That mm -hmm. was the old Nineveh. And uh, anyway, it, it just, it just was tremendous. You didn't have to look for any service projects, let's put it that way. Sure. And made a lot of great friends and, and took a lot of people to dinner and dignitaries. It was just a great experience. So where, where did you stay there? Was there a hotel or did you guys rent an apartment? The, the church just let us. We what? were just sort of on our own. We rented our own apartment. We didn't really... When we we got didn't have there, any reporting to the church, actually, except on our humanitarian projects. When we got there, we got off the airplane, and we were met there by uh, Brother Bruce Carlson. I don't know if you know him, but he had been a four-star general. And he met us at the airport. He wasn't stationed there. But anyway, he, uh, uh, right as he was, he stayed with us for about a day and a half, two days. And 
right as he was leaving us, Walt got down on his knees and s held onto his pants. In, and a, said, in a five-star hotel. Yes. In, uh, in the said, lobby and don't. grabbed his legs and said, don't leave us, Elder Carlson. Don't leave us, Elder Stay here. We didn't, we didn't have a car. We didn't speak the language. We didn't have a place to live. We didn't have anything. We had our four bags of suitcases. and that Except money. That was it. We had a little money. But not a lot. But then well, not we'll, like to, compared to Frederick. Oh, yeah. No, guys, but what I we mean. learned is when we went over there, it's what we learned when we went over there, it was an all cash society. Yeah. And they don't take credit cards. So, you know, yeah. we had so to had start to, getting cash quick. And you didn't and want to have too cash. much to get, you know, the money taken from you. Oh, yeah. goodness, this was quite the adventure. It was the yeah. adventure. And so he said... And you signed up for this? Uh, well, they called us. And you got paid how much? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we got, when we got... So anyway, Walt said, what do you want us to do? Because we had had no instruction. And he said, do good. Do good. That was our only instruction. No pressure. <laughs> so we stayed, I think, one or two nights more in a hotel. When I, I mean, I felt fine. I was not scared at all. I thought I this was... is the same girl that was crying herself to sleep in Manhattan <laughs> with three little kids. Babies. I had no kids though. Yeah. And by then, after all these years, I've learned I've got John Wayne here, so I I'm, love I have that. nothing to fear. That Don't say John that in front Wayne. of Tom because he he feels. Well, the same. I know, but that's how Barbara. Way. Yeah, Barbara. And so is Slade. He feels exactly John the same Wayne. Way. <laughs> Can we go with that handle now? Because I think it's well, perfect. He was, I honestly, it, he was the man perfect for the job. But so, yeah, we, we rented an apartment, uh, bought a car, furnished the apartment. Before we could move into it, it was so terrible that we spent all night and all day painting it. And It was the best apartment in, in Erbil. Yeah. Give me the, an idea how much complex. that was a, a rent oh. a month. Pardon? How much was something like that to rent? Twenty-five hundred huh. a month. Whoa. Yeah, twenty-five hundred. That's a few years back. You know what John Wayne taught us? <laughs> the Courage dude. is being scared to death, <laughs> but saddling up anyway. <laughs> and that—that's honestly what we up. did. There is Asaish, which are secret police that are all around. You don't even know they're there. There's security checks everywhere well, you go. Everybody Everything. had to suspect you were some type of American spy. I dyed my hair black, you know. But I guess that was now, the United States was there by then, right? Oh, then a big This was way. controlled by the United States back then. No. No? It was controlled, no, not in 2004. ISIS came in. It was... Uh, not in 2014. No, the, the oh, 14. 20,000 yeah, 20, 20, oh, Iraqi yeah. soldiers fled Mosul. Okay. And left ISIS to come in. It was a it was a bona fide mess for. So I came back in 2015 and spent two weeks there, and a general authority was going to meet me to, with the Ministry of Religion, and they set a car bomb off down the street from me, and the church said we're not coming. So, and they said we're not going to come for a while. So Walter, you can go back home. Mm. Hmm. Mm. So the, the, the original idea was to open the church up in Iraq. Get the charity, uh, charity uh, the church charity registered, and then get the church registered as an organization. 
Fast forward. forward all these years now. There's a little branch there. No way. Yeah, yeah. not from us because we what didn't do you press mean? A, Well, we we did. We, <laughs> Who was the first one there? No. Really? Peggy, that course that was no. No, it was. <laughs> there was a Iraqi guy that went to Italy. I don't know. It, these, it, these guys got a seven o'clock meeting. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. We're good. <laughs> don't you have one? We do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but someone I think from Scotland introduced them this Iraqi that had come over to train mm -hmm. for the army, and he went back and he uh, taught his family about the church. We he was actually there when we were there, but we didn't know it. We didn't know anything about it. And then fast forward all these years, the church found out about him and they came over, kind of got everything straight on how it really should be run. And yeah, now yeah. it's in a little town called Solomonia up in Northern Iraq. So this so is making it. more sense because when I first moved in to Neff's Canyon, I remember within the first month I was in Elders Quorum and Walt was there with a family from Iraq. And I'm like, we brought several, we brought probably five families. I mean, indirectly or directly brought them over here. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And they were so kind and gentle and yeah, you could just feel of their love. It was really quite impactful for me to see that. And ever mm -hmm. since, yeah. and I've known Walt now for six years and well, you're right. He is a missionary like Mm. Well, we all are missionaries. I know, We're but all I, missionaries. I am. Then uh -huh. in 2016, a buddy, Clark Ivory of Ivory Homes, yeah. asked us to come over to Moldova with him. To where? Moldova. Moldova. So we went over there. Uh, it's by the Ukraine. The oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's soon going to be Russian. So you're responsible for this Russian... This Russian. Yeah. We didn't do very well over there. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what year was that? 2016. So then you get back on a plane, fly to Ukraine, basically, and 2016? try 2016? Yeah. 2016. Really? I yeah, thought it for was sure. later. No. Oh, well, you would know. I would yeah. know. What is 2016? next? Yeah, what about but only for six months, we had a daughter get super sick uh, with a, uh, she had a a health problem and she just got super sick and she was about to die really so she the next day I flew back and uh, it took a while to get her stabilized organized. yeah Wow but Moldova was a fun place it was a great place yeah and so the church is growing there now too the church uh, uh, well when we were there it was but the whole European thing I think is you know these like Clark's mission was uh, after he left, was consolidated with another mission. Mm -hmm. So, mm. it's the poorest country, one of the poorest countries in Europe. Uh, average wage about three hundred dollars a month. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You can't even buy a. Uh, you don't sell Corollas. No. No. <laughs> Centrist. Centrist, yeah, centrist, that's what it is. Corolla is a bad word. <laughs> you can't buy them over there. <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you what. Tom, you have anything more you more Well, I just think our award is so blessed to have you guys live here. Aww. It's been a real treat to 
just be around you and feel of your love and your energy for the gospel and you make us all better. Yeah. Well, I think it's you guys that make us better. Well, we feel so privileged to be here. I mean, but we feel so strongly about Walt and the, and the priesthood. But Peggy, I know how much you do. It's just amazing oh, what you've oh. done. Well. Uh, coming from a Fredericks, Peggy, you write this down. Yeah. You write this <laughs> no, down. it's recorded. Well, <laughs> yeah. She's just amazing. Record. Yeah. I hope you. I, I. I hope you edit some of that. <laughs> no way. No, this has been fantastic, oh, and, and, I and I couldn't agree more. I. I absolutely love learning from the plums, and I do all the time. Um, just know that. I'm watching both of you, and my kids mm -hmm. are watching both of you because all I do is tell them to watch the plums. They, they're doing something <laughs> yeah. right. Well, my oldest son and their oldest son are pretty good friends. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get together, Lake Powell in the summer. Yeah, and, they do. But now I'm yeah. going to have them call you the Duke. Yeah. The Duke. And, you know, being Mormons, it's so great with our whole Mormon community. You know, yeah. I mean, there's so many great guys in the church and women. I mean, there's it's no just, doubt. It's, it's an unbelievable feeling uh we're today i was just with doug jackson out of uh provo that is very great cpa quit his work and dedicates himself to doing uh 50, cataract surgeries around the world all oh, wow. free wow i mean it's just there's just mormon after i shouldn't say that there should be lds after lds yeah. Yeah. you know doing something like that i mean there's so many things for us to do in the community and the world you know that's it's so a great good. place so we got to ask one last question for yep. both of you and then we'll we'll wrap yep. this up and that's this so one of the th reasons we do this uh interview is so that it's for family history as well so this file could be attached to your family's search page on, on, on FamilySearch.com eventually so that your posterity can listen to this. Um, but so say in 100 years from now, long, 100 years from now, long after we're gone, well, and your great, 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 great grandson or granddaughter is listening to this very podcast. Walter J. Plum, the 14th? Yes, the 14th. <laughs> the 14th? <laughs> what would you want 14th to know? Just what you ask. <laughs> what would you want him to know about? You? The church is true. The, it's great keeping, trying to keep covenants. And, uh, and the great thing is the sisterhood and brotherhood of all, all of us. You know, doesn't matter if you're Kurdish, Moldovan, we're all in this together, and we need to help each other. Love that. Peggy, how about you? Well, I would probably say life's a great adventure. So hang on tight and expect lots of ups and downs. But if you, if you, hang on, if you stay true to your covenants and if you stay true to the Lord, you're going to be okay. There's going to be tons of challenges along the way, but... It's the only way. See, girls look at challenges. I don't see. It's like, it's not hard. It's... It wasn't your turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have lobster so, steak. Walter Plum, the 14th, please yeah. let your wife always yeah. have the last word. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but it was long enough. <laughs> so good. Thank you guys so much Thank for this. You.